Hey, throwback. Well, that that did not. I thought that was going to get quieter gradually, and not just go all the way down. Hey, everybody, it's throwback to school. <laughs> hey, throwback. Hey, throwback. Uh, it's me, Andrew, and my co-host, as always, is the very cheerful. Oh, Liza. Liza. What up, Liza? Oh, you know, I'm pretty fine. And like it's blowing. It's, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> Just like Mickey. Yes. Which How are Mickey, you doing? Which Mickey do you think they're talking about? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, sure. of course. Of course, Mickey Mouse. Well, it's either Mickey Mouse or Mickey <clears throat> Rourke. Mickey Rourke? Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> In The Wrestler, especially. Why not? I mean, uh, like... <laughs> yeah. Multiple reasons? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> physically, I'll say. And and emotionally, and he's just a bad guy in that Aww. movie. Um, I'm good. How are you? good good yeah 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 uh daylight savings man daylight savings <laughs> it's really throwing me off yeah, man I, I don't know how i'm gonna recover i mean truly uh <laughs> there are people who like die from heart attacks because of daylight savings time so maybe what? not yeah like because the the change like it's i mean it's people who are already in bad health and so it's like for some reason the change like just, changes their routine it changes the routine enough that like there are there have been people who have died from heart attacks oh my god because it's so really trying to bring the mood up right now yeah. so you know what i mean like let's talk about those people who died of heart attacks fun so fun hmm. Hmm. great another fun thing um that is not related to late daylight savings is uh-huh. that um, we watched a movie today we did <laughs> that's the and end of the story we made pizza it was also we did great. make some pizzas yeah we didn't order the pizzas we made them yeah with our hands mm-hmm. well you mostly did stuff with your hands you I chopped just... up some veggies yeah and then i ate with my hands and then you ate with your hands that's the most important part about eating pizza the funnest part of pizza eating the pizza yeah uh we did watch a movie a little movie called bring it on bring it on baby. bring it on uh bring it on with gab's union Cursed, yes. cursed Dunst and Eliza Dushku, Eliza Dushku, and then uh, the oh, gu- the Cube Boys, the Cube Boys. <laughs> um, I was gonna bring it. I I mentioned it while we were watching, but I wanted to bring up uh, how cool of a mom Gabrielle Union is before we start. Yeah, uh, Gabrielle Union and her husband Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. former NBA champion. I was gonna ask if he's um, person. Are wonderful parents. Their son mm-hmm. transitioned and is now their daughter, mm-hmm. and is a. Uh, identifies as a trans girl mm-hmm. and they are and they're just like they and they're they like have 13 been, or something they're pretty young yeah. right mm-hmm. and their parents gabrielle union and, and Dwayne wade have just been like very supportive very like publicly like mm-hmm. this is our child like why would we you know ever put up a fuss about what they want to identify as mm-hmm. and just like being gold star parents this is how like celebrity parents should be this is how all parents should be right your child is making a decision that is going to affect their future mm-hmm. and like they don't make this sort of stuff lightly mm-hmm. and like I love it. So yeah. shout out to Gabrielle Union. You're the one. Gabrielle Union. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dwayne Wade, if you want to send me a replica Dwayne Wade jersey, uh, you can do that. <laughs> I will take it in the Miami Heat City, ed- uh, City Edition jerseys, the... Uh, the Miami Vice style, and you're a great player. Love you, bro. Yeah. You're a great dad. 
Even yep. if you don't send me a jersey, you're still a great dad. <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody knows Dwayne Wade, you can get this to him and uh, he can he can reach and out to me. And this is Andrew's address. <laughs> and this is my address and everybody else is not Dwayne Wade. Don't use it for anything. <laughs> Do not send him hate mail. Don't send me any hate mail. Or love mail. Or love mail. <laughs> don't come here. <laughs> But uh, Dwayne, you're welcome anytime. Yeah. Mr. Wade, I should say. Mr. Wade, you have a room here. You have a room. Anytime you want to hang on Seattle, Mr. Wade, please, you can use our guest room. (laughs) I'm sure it's so much nicer than any like hotel room you could like easily afford. Or another rich person's home. Or another rich person's home. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to come and spend the night. (laughs) You're going to come here. Yeah. You can just come here. It's in the heart of Ballard. That's all you need. Yeah. Mr. Wade, if that means anything to you, heart of Ballard. Very popular place. Very popular place. Um, so Bring It On. Yeah. Is about a uh, high school in San Diego, San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, where Kirsten Dunst goes and she becomes the captain of this cheerleading team. On her senior year. In her senior year. And she finds out through a new member, Eliza Dushku, <gasps> that they have been stealing cheers from an inner city LA cheer squad. Mm-hmm. Without East, East Compton. East Compton. Without their knowledge... The former captain was stealing these cheers, and that's why they've been so successful. Mm-hmm. And now they must come up with their own style of cheer. Mm-hmm. Plus drama. Plus there's drama. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't aware, this is a movie and there is drama. Yeah. Um, I feel like the f- there's like multiple acts to this movie of like clashing of cultures. You know, I'm going to... Uh, I would like to front load. I almost made this point while we were watching, but I th- I remember to save it for the pod. Mm-hmm. I think this is easily the most problematic thing we have watched. While at the same time being aware of like cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. it's very it's like woke in the way of like here's a white team that's stealing culture from a black team mm-hmm. and like you know doing it you know uh, I guess big reds taking doing it on purpose yeah and but taking, taking advantage it, taking advantage of another like an uh, not a, like an entire culture mm-hmm. however this movie is riddled with problematic like, language yeah. problem like the the way that men treat women it is I mean like almost every scene includes something where you're just like yuck yeah there's a lot of yuck in different ways like men treating women homophobia galore galore so much homophobia it is abound very um uncomfortable yeah and uh yeah and i mean lots and lots of sexism too yeah just goes hand in hand i guess and like assault (laughs) like yeah one of the male cheerleaders like frequently like lets his finger slip yeah and it's like wink wink yeah and it's it's he's he's one of the nice ones but yeah, it's, he's yeah. presented One of as like two that have a personality because yeah. you get to know them. And so like you are kind of like, oh, he's a bit of a rascal, but it's like, no, he's being a he's, like sex pervert. Yeah, yeah. Um But like some of the girls are kinda into it, so it's totally fine. Yeah, oh yeah, because he's <laughs> like he, you know, he's cute and like it's just like that's just him. He doesn't that's, mean harm. Yeah. That's just whatever Randall or Boys his will name be is. boys. Yeah. Randall? I don't know. <laughs> One of the, one of the character's name is Cliff, so let's... That's true. <laughs> that's a cute, nice boy. Yeah, that's the nice boy. Yeah. That's uh, Liza like, Dushku's brother. Who's like a little bit of a edgy kid. Yeah. Because he like listens to The Clash or whatever. Right. Which is so funny to me. Well, he has a Clash t-shirt. We don't know that he listens to The Clash. He listens to The Clash. He's no, we were, no, we're never seen him listening to The Clash. He has other rock and roll posters in his room. 
the and he makes mixtapes. Did you notice, by the way? Did you notice, by the way, the juxtaposition between him and her and Kirsten Dunst's uh, boyfriend at the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. where like he has like the Clash and like cool bands? Mm -hmm. You go to like Aaron, her her previous boyfriend's dorm room, Matchbox (laughs) Twenty. Is Sugar that, Ray. What are those? Those are like con- those were like contemporary like soft rock bands at the uh, time. So like whereas Cliff, mm-hmm. cool rock dude, he's got a tattoo. He listens he to listens, the Clash. He, listens to, he plays the electric guitar. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> Matchbox Twenty, Sugar Ray, get him out of here. He's what a loser. A piece of vanilla. What a piece of vanilla. Hey, vanilla is a good flavor. It is, but like, but we're talking about it doesn't wow people. Yeah, we're talking about Cliff. Yeah, Cliff is like pistachio. Pistachio. Wow. <laughs> Again, your pronunciation of things. Pistachio, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the gelato store. Uh, we have many flavors. What would you like? Mm, I simply must have the pistachio. Never, <laughs> man. I say things weird this I is the news i was just at the theater and i simply must have a pistachio ice cream what did cream. you watch at the theater i think a, a, a fine little cinema movie or film i've been to the cinema Dick von dyke yeah oh what was the name of the film bring it on <laughs> bring it who now bring it who now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that was yeah <laughs> that's probably one <laughs> that's of the sequels the second one. there are six bring it on i think there are it's, six films how many in the stories series. can you write about cheer they that, keep doing it I, why let me the first one the was fine we said it's the, the first one was problematic languaging maybe but that's like the maybe story that, is fine maybe that's why they keep remaking it they keep updating it with less problematic language in <laughs> each one um let me see i can get the sequels ah so we got bring it on Mm-hmm. It has five direct-to-video sequels, so there's six in the series. Are they just one, two, three, four, and five? No, bring it on again. Mm. Bring it on all or nothing. One of these has uh, what is her name? Hayden Pantier. Who? Oh, she was on Heroes and yeah, yeah, Nashville. Yeah, 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 She's yeah, in yeah, one yeah. of these. Hmm. Um, as like the the main Kristen Dunst person. I think so. That makes sense. I see that. Um, she played a cheerleader in Heroes. Th- she did because she's named the cheerleader. Yeah. She just carried it over to Heroes. Maybe she was a cheerleader before she was an actress. Um, bring it on in it to win it. Okay. Bring it on fight to the finish. Not good. And then here's the best one. Mm. And the last one. This one was made in 2017. It's just B-I-O. B-I-O, yeah. Bring it on worldwide cheer smack. No. <laughs> cheer smack? Cheer smack. That's terrible. It's bad. That's Although, a very bad name. One of the things I did not remember from watching this again, the first one, the good one, is how much pun there is. Or like, are they puns? They just like insert, insert the word the, cheer it's a into por- what they're saying. It's a portmanteau. It's like just adding yeah. the word cheer into a different word. Yeah. It's a cheerocracy. <laughs> You're a cheer dictator or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they do that a lot. Well, especially the blonde lady who's like mean for most of the oh time, uh courtney who was in uh she was, she in, was in buffy, buffy. the vampire she was glory right? yeah. in buffy glory glory or gloria mm-hmm. glory i think oh my god what a glory what a glory she is she is um so i 
Yeah, there's a lot of problematic language in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, problematic things that people do to each other. Yeah. But overall, like, fun movie. Yeah, I still had fun. Yeah. Um, there is, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's got a, like, very fast, fun tone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very long. So it's not very long. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The director, Peyton Reed, also did the Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. And... Has yeah. he done anything in between? Nope, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> he went on hiatus. Yep, he said... He I'm, took retirement. He retired, he yeah. After bringing on, he's like, I'm done. There's nothing I can do more. And then Marvel called and he said, I guess I'm back guess, in the game. I guess I gotta get that paycheck. Um, What did he do in between? I don't know. Hmm. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So, what? when did you see Bring It On? I don't... I... Because I saw this in theaters in high school. Whoa. Yeah. I'm jealous, honestly. <laughs> I did not. Uh, it, it's before my high school times, but I, I've never seen it dubbed in French. So I'm guessing I saw it in the U.S. Okay. Um, I think maybe it was just as soon like, as you got off the plane from France, the first thing you did. I was welcomed by a stranger with a DVD of Bring It On, and they were like, "Here you, you must. Go. This is how you enter the country. You have to watch Bring It On." Yeah. <laughs> It was a customs agent. Somebody said "Spirit Fingers," and you were like, "What?" And they said, "Come, come with us, ma'am." Um. So I think that's a cultural touchstone. I think came from this movie is "Spirit Fingers," and I feel like that's still people still do that. Do they? It was not from something else. I think it originated in in "Bring It On." on? That's the first time I can remember it. Wow. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's a joke that uh, Amy Poehler used. A couple times in Parks and Rec. Well, that's funny you should mention that because one of the four founding UCB members is in this movie. He's the choreographer. Ian Roberts as the choreographer. Wow. So maybe he got, maybe she got it from him or from he got him it from her. her. Who knows? Who knows? These UCB people. <laughs> Stealing each other's jokes. Stealing each other's jokes and putting it in huge cheerleading movies. <laughs> Um, so I think it was probably playing on cable or something Mm -hmm. and then I really liked it and I've watched it a lot in high school after that. I wonder if this movie were to be on TV today, how would they get around? Cause I mean like all the bad language, anti-gay F word, the slur for people who are mentally handicapped, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of like a lot of like other hom- type of homophobic, homophobic slurs. slurs yeah and like bitch yeah here, bitch or yeah. stuff like that where it's just like i it feels like like a network would just like say let's just not show this like we'd have to do yeah, so much a lot of it, it would they would have to like dub it or you well, know yeah. like or ad lib it yeah. or bleep it right and like there are movies that have way worse language that get like dubbed but those are like movies that like this is a movie of its time mm-hmm. where like that language wasn't as like taboo as it is now mm-hmm. and so like it wasn't totally unheard of that you would just hear somebody calling somebody the anti-gay f-word like just down right. the street and like meaning as like a term of endearment like dude you're such a blank mm-hmm. and same with like you know the term for a mentally handicapped person mm-hmm. that sort of thing where just like all you're trying to say is you made a dumb mistake bore buddy you are so blank yeah and like versus like die hard where he says like you know motherfucker 
and that, no, but and it, that like they, that's just an insult it but doesn't... that's that's an insult but also like they when they're making the movie they know that has to be dubbed so they usually make like a second audio track right because it's like yeah so i don't it's think they are rated they wouldn't have done that for this movie i don't think especially in the year 2000 where like that language was no, like no they would have to do it now which yeah wouldn't be able to but you'd never actors like what would not, you do yeah. like call in all the actors again to like redub <laughs> hey, their lines because sometimes yeah. you're not busy right yeah you got stuff <laughs> you don't have stuff to do can you redub bring it on for us oh uh, you're right this is I tbs don't know. calling i don't know what they would do to um present that on cable yeah it's not on any streaming for free. We had to get the DVD out. Yeah. I had to go into my DVD case, blow the dust off, and put it in the DVD player. It's like, it's like it hasn't been used in so long. <laughs> it didn't, somehow, it was, we were still able to watch it with yeah. all the weird previews at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, there was a, like, a preview for DVDs. <laughs> At the beginning, which is so funny and quaint. And it was like a weird array of movies. Like, one of I them, feel like now when they do it, they try to like kind of keep a genre yeah. together. So it was if like, it's a horror movie, you're going to see other horror yeah. previews. This was Meet the Parents, Bring It On, Billy Rear, Elliot, Billy Elliot, Rear Window. So like not even the same like timeline Era. either. And then some weird like, mur- there's a murderer on the loose movie. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was just a, it, like it literally was a commercial for DVDs. <laughs> DVDs, have you heard of them? Yeah, it, like it feels like that. Like it's the new thing. The, yeah, you think you know technology? Try digital video discs. <laughs> oh, uh, the, those were the times. Yeah. So, what drew you to bring it on, and why? Like, why do you think you liked it the when you were a boy. youngster? Oh, Jesse Bradford. Yeah, the cute boy. I liked uh, Kristen Dunst for other things that I had seen her in, like Speeder Man and Jumanji. In Jumanji, she's the kid in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized Eliza Dushku from uh, Buff. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, so they were like faces I knew, and it had what at the time I would call dancing in it. <laughs> I mean, they were dancing. Yeah, whether there's or not, quite a it's, bit. Of, it's like very, it's like choreographed, whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's just like it's fun. It's trying to be quippy. It's not like it its feels charm like the, is not like the biggest thing that it's that it's selling is not quip, but it is trying to do that. I mean, like the I'd say like the most natural chemistry comes from jesse bradford and eliza dushku as brother and sister they yeah. have a very good rapport with each other mm-hmm. they're the funniest ones with each other yeah and then it feels like when he is then supposed to be flirting with kirsten dunst the chemistry is not quite on the level but also like you know they're in the early stages of flirting it just but it like, like supposed to be awkward teenagers yeah. i guess yeah but also it just kind of feels like they're both like have like stunted chemistry with each other yeah. too it, it is a bummer now to see it with that perspective of like he has better chemistry like just on-screen chemistry with the person who plays his sister yeah. than with the person he's supposed that's to be the like. biggest bummer of the movie <laughs> not, the, no. not the not the language or or like the characters like assaulting each other no it's but uh, it is one of the bummers uh <laughs> that doesn't well not like to watch it now just i think it doesn't help the movie yeah in general that yeah. the the chemistry doesn't is not as the chemistry strong. between the, the romantic leads is yeah. not the um 
mean girl thing. Uh huh. I feel like that was popular for a while. Um, of the relationship or like the Kristen Dunst always fighting with the rest of her squad, especially the two Courtney ladies. and Whitney. Yeah, they're like want the throne, but also didn't get picked, and so they're always kind of doubting. Kristen Dunn's uh, decisions and uh, they're like the snarky, mean, judgmental girls that will just like sh- like whisper things about someone or whatever. Um, I think it was I would I think it probably made me laugh when I was like I thought that was funny because they're so extra. Yeah, but to watch it now, I mean, one of them is just a not very good actress so it's she just like screams all the lines you're talking about the one who plays glory and yeah she Courtney, just like yeah. yeah just shouts every every single line back to back to back and it's just like i don't even understand what she's saying like <laughs> i think like i mean there's a there's a certain level of like the performance maybe isn't as as good as it should be but mm-hmm. like i think she's also ramping up the like I'm going to be as unlikable in this scene as possible. Yeah. And also I will say spoiler for the end when they get second place and she's like second place. Hell yeah. yeah. Felt like a very unnatural <laughs> turn for her character where she's been like so focused on like pain. being the best and being yeah. a pain to then like be the one who at the end when they get second place, it's like guys, that's great. Mm-hmm. We did really good. Was like weird for her character. Like, yeah, it's like they were like, Oh, let's throw in some redeeming factor. There's like person, a, but it, it, it was just her being happy that they almost won it felt like there was a scene missing that they'd like cut out where there was like a bit of like here's where her redemption starts yeah yeah, something about her yeah either doing something nice to for either Kristen Dunst or Eliza Dushkus who she's been like so mean this whole time and not very welcoming to this new kid on the block but no it's I just feel like between her and the other one who are basically playing the same type of role. Uh-huh. I believed it more from, or like it was, it seemed less forced from the other one. Like yeah. She, it felt a little bit more natural in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, what are some pluses you have for the movie? Like some wh- pluses? Yeah. Some like, did you have like favorite scenes or like things you do like about the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, other than the fact that you seem to like the problematic language because as you said the biggest problem was my favorite part yeah um i my favorite scene is when they find out that it's well no sorry so when they find out that their their um choreography had been stolen by big red to the side of school is a good scene but mostly because it amps up (laughs) to when gabrielle union and three of her three of the ladies in her squad show up to a Taurus game and like shows them that they know all of the, um, all of the moves Yeah. because at that point the Taurus are still going to, even though they know that the choreographies have been stolen, they're still going to use them and do them because they practice them and they've learned them and they don't know how to create one from scratch and so the Clovers, Gabrielle Union and her squad show up in mid game and like show them off. And yeah. it's like a dance off. And I always loved that scene. It's very exciting. And like the crowds, I feel like in this movie, one of the like one of the characters is crowds. Uh-huh. Like they always have them like 
who like you know respond to the whatever the drama is going on and i just think it's such a like silly hokey like 2000 thing to have call and answer yeah Yeah. the crowd like participate in the drama like it's just so unrealistic it's hilarious um so that scene is really great i think and uh the one where you like it's very obvious that she's starting to have a crush on the brother when he's uh, playing the guitar in his room. And yeah. she's like watching him like a creep. Well, not like a creep because she's like very obviously there in the room. She's not he's like just peeking not, around the yeah, like, corner. Yeah, like between blinds yeah. or something. Like she's just like there and watches him and he's too self-involved or like into what he's doing to like realize that she's in the room i think he knows and he's putting on a little bit of a show you think so yeah who knows who knows we'll have to get them on it's true because he doesn't like he looks up like he's sort of surprised that she's there but then by the time eliza dushku comes into his room being like what are you doing Uh he's like hey like he's really cool that she was checking me out checking me out and playing the guitar and like kristen is like you know I'm embarrassed yeah. and I just like kind of like that scene it's very cute yeah I'm a sucker for that mm-hmm. um yeah those are the main ones the her telling the boyfriend off is pretty good yeah I didn't like remember that scene but watching it again I think it would be on my top three pluses yeah um when she goes and tells him and it's nice I think I like that they timed it that she tells him to fuck off and she's done with him because he wasn't supportive and then after that finds out that he cheated on her Mm -hmm. as opposed to like her breaking up with him and feeling sad because like I feel like that would have followed kind of a trope of like well we've seen this before yeah versus like her on her own terms realizing that on top of what she doesn't know yet he is cheating on her but mostly to her he's just not being supportive and I, I do like that I I didn't, I've never even thought about it this way. I think it's very cool that like, yeah, she finds out about him cheating in the moment that she's breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, she suspects it probably, Yeah. but she's just like, you're a shitty dude. Mm-hmm. So this, like this, this further information doesn't upset me because you're already a shithead. Yeah. I, like, this just proves my point. And like it, she's not humiliated by him ever, Mm-mm. which is like a, a thing that you could very easily see happen in this movie where like, mm-hmm. she's just so in love with him that like, you know, it's like it just shatters her heart that he's like a shithead. She's just more like, wow, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as he's like not supportive of her, she's like, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's very, I like that. that was, yeah, that I, was great. I hadn't really thought about that before. Mm-hmm. And they, they play him like, you're not supposed to like him, right? No. Like they, from the minute the movie starts, he is a douchey, like yeah. annoying rich boy of just like, hmm, like he's just very, gross yeah yeah um so out of five spirit fingers <gasps> what would you give bring it on watching it today Ugh. do you want me to say first no i mean i want to hear your opinion but fine i, I want to rate first um i think this is really hard because i would have given it a five Had well i would been. have given i would have given it a, f- a four had it not been that language problematic, it was yeah. truly cringing for a lot of it. I thought maybe there was going to be one F bomb. <laughs> so many. But there were so many of them. And I forgot about the two um, 
football players yeah who are just like constantly ragging on the male cheerleaders yeah i like yeah they're always like insulting them and just insinuating that they're not dudes or whatever or that they're gay or that they're like all of these things because they are cheerleaders like which is like i just it's really weird to watch that now it just feels like oh we're so past this you know that uh my rating shall be a three okay that's fair i'll because yeah i'll just give it to it yeah um it is worth noting that most of the problematic language comes from villainous characters. Like it's never like um, glorified. It's n- yeah, or glorified in the terms of uh, Courtney. Because even the little brother who's a shithead, yeah, also drops a couple f bombs, yeah, or whatever. And you're and so yeah, you're right. So it's it never doesn't come from the characters. That you're you never like, like yeah. It's never coming from a character where you're like yes, you know, like it's never like a good moment it's usually like Mm -hmm. the football players are being dickheads whoever you know whoever else Mm -hmm. is walking by saying it is being like horrible Mm -hmm. sorry you're gonna say something oh it just i also wanted to point out that for a 2000 movie that has a lot of homophobic language in it they do have one gay guy that doesn't fit the stereotype of 2000 he's not like he's He's not effeminate he doesn't have the the limp wrist or or, yeah or like i don't know not even like He's the most jacked He's googly guy. googly eyes for all the guys. Like, yeah. he, he, like at some point at the end, he kind of likes a dude and like right. lets him know in a very nice, subtle way. Yeah. And it's very sweet. And, and then he, he is will like, give them, that's a lot of credit for 2000. Yeah. He doesn't show any of the usual traits of like a gay person mm-hmm. in 2000 in media. Which, and, but the one thing about it is that they don't actually say that he's gay right yeah. they don't say those words which is interesting like the, it's either you're gonna throw a bunch of faggots around mm-hmm. or you're not gonna be able to say gay right like it, and there's it's also really not a, weird there's not a like a usual thing in the 2000s movie like one of the girls would have a crush on him and, and then, then have to discover he's gay because mm-hmm. he's not into that like mm-hmm. it's just like they they just present him with like qualities and then when he yeah when he sees the guy at the end of the movie that he clearly has like a connection to like, they just have like a very cute little flirty thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the most they present him as gay yeah. in the movie. And the only reason why they talk about it beforehand is because Eliza Dushku is new to the block. And so she's getting yeah. to know these people, but the other two, like that's part of their yeah. group. And they've known that about their friend for a long time. But for Eliza, it's like, I mean, that conversation is problematic, but <laughs> yes. in terms of like him, cause he calls himself controversial. That's yeah. how he like says that he's I'm gay, controversial. controversial yeah. And that's it. And then she throws an F bomb. Like, yeah, yeah so yeah it's cringing yeah but they do have some for the time yeah quality about how they introduced that concept or whatever i will agree with you i think i would probably give it a three yeah two and a half to a three Mm -hmm. somewhere around there yeah it's an insanely watchable movie it's very fun like if if you could release a dub of this movie without the problematic language and I'll admit the scene where one of the male cheerleaders slips his fingers Up into cooch, I guess. <laughs> um, I that would be great. <laughs> and otherwise, like it's a very fun movie. The the story of like a white team culturally appropriating a black team is like very like, you know, uh, prescient and mm-hmm. like so I like it. I yeah. think it's fun. And 
unfortunately it has some very problematic things in it and yeah. i wish it didn't but it does and so for that Ooh, reason and then the other positive that i think is interesting especially for the time regarding that interaction between the like white kids and the and the black kids mm-hmm. is the scene where Kristen Dunst asks her dad to have his company sponsor, sponsor the, team. the team so that the because inter- the clovers the- are qualified to go to the finals in florida but because they're school that doesn't necessarily have funding yeah they're in underprivileged schools they, they can't afford to go and send like 20 kids to florida from la so she tries to white savior yeah get the money like, for get the them. money for them so they but then gabrielle union is like no we're not gonna take your money we're gonna do it on our earn own. our way which is i don't know it's kind of a cool scene of, yeah like not um rewarding the white person for feeling like they've done a good job for a the, good job i've done yeah. good by these Batting, black yeah. people so mm-hmm. i must be a good person yeah i also think there's a lot of like they end up the way they end up raising money is really cute it's yeah it's like maybe local channel sort of like talk show yeah it's yeah. like the the cheap oprah or like you know you're kind of lower middle middle of the day lower budget yeah. um talk show host during the day and they, like it seems like the whole community knows who she is yeah and they, she, they write a letter and then that person is like yeah i want to write you a check so you can go do your thing and yeah. it's just like that whole scene is really sweet um and does that feel like a total throwaway patting on the back like oh well they stole from these black kids but that's okay because they give them money like yeah it's all it's all ironed out and everybody's yeah. happy now. Mm-hmm. Like they do add some other layers that make it more um with more body. Yeah. That was good. That was good. And speaking of something that's good. <laughs> is that <laughs> Fernando I hear? Abba! Abba! The Abba call. This is Abba coming in and performing live to bring us in to the surprise prize. What if we could get Abba? Oh my God. What if Abba came in here? <laughs> um, so the surprise prize, Liza, uh-huh. is a question. Uh-oh. I'll answer it first because I have thought about it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, I, no, I don't want to like spring something on you and then just like let, let you sit and like, I'm, I'm just prepared, like, I'm prepared. Okay. So the question is, and this is inspired by, I heard a, a conversation like this on a different podcast this week, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of stealing it, <gasps> but so- Was it, Were they were they black kids? Yeah, I'm, appro- you- <laughs> I'm appropriating their podcast question. Um, so the question is, have you ever done something Im- like an embarrassing behavior while watching a horror movie? Like pee myself? Not like pee yourself, but like for instance, so here's, here's my- I've not, I've not done that, but I- I've- it sounds like you might. <laughs> um, so here's my here's my version of it. Uh-huh. When we were, when did when did the do the District Blair Witch nine? Project? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about this. I could nine. also tell my District Nine story. The <laughs> um, Witch Project was probably like ninety nine, yeah, two thousand something like that. So like my friends and I rented the Blair Witch Project, and I still am not a huge fan of horror movies to this day. But mm-hmm. like then, I was like, I'm not. I will. I'm just like too scared. And like the Blair Witch Project did seem like it was real like yeah. they they made like that it was, was the whole thing it was right? one of the first like found footage movies so like you weren't sure if it was real they promoted it as they promoted it as like documentary this, this that happened wrong. yeah mm-hmm. and so we rented it as like a group of friends like like literally like six or seven of us in a room watching it and 
That I, part sounds fun. Huh? That part sounds fun. Well, <laughs> I was not being fun. So like, <laughs> you know, this is before iPods and stuff. So I had a CD player, like a portable CD player. And to not get scared by the movie, I put like the CD player on quietly. So I couldn't hear the movie, but nobody else could hear that it was playing. And so my really f- sitting behind everyone else. Well, I was still amongst them, but like pretend like I would like people were like, are you listening to music? I'm like, no, it's, I just have my headphones in, you know, I'm like, <laughs> and so like, That's I was so like great. being like, whatever, like uh, horror movies are not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I was like, not even willing to fess up to the fact that I was like, and like, they wouldn't like, they probably would have made fun of me for a little bit, but it would have been but like, then, a, yeah. wouldn't have been a thing of like, get out of here, idiot. And yeah. just would have been like, why are you doing that? So I watched, if you didn't want to be here, you can go home. Exactly. Like, we can find something else. Yeah. But instead I was just like, no, I'm not scared. I'm just, uh, my headphones are in cause, uh, my uh, ears are cold or whatever, you know, like whatever. <laughs> stupid thing. I'm sure I said, but like I saw the movie like the 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 footage on the screen and without the sounds it's really just people running through the woods and yeah. seeing stuff yeah, it's very silly. um so i that was my like here's how i'll get around watching this scary movie that would have like legitimately probably scared the pants off of me yeah i've never seen it i, I mean it now that you know like knowing that it's fake mm-hmm. and knowing that there's like a billion found footage movies it's like the it's a it's a well crafted mm-hmm. like you can see why people thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And then once you start to think about, well, then why would a studio release a movie where like kids get murdered in the woods? Like yeah. <laughs> it just, not, you know, like that sort of stuff doesn't happen. But when you're 15, you can like reasonably think like this might be like you can, you can talk yourself into thinking it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, and it's not like, you know, all of a sudden like a, so in the, the, they made like a big budget Blair witch movie mm. that was like a spin-off or like a inspired by the Blair Witch project. Mm-hmm. And in that one it's aliens. So like there wasn't something where you like all of a sudden you see like a big ship flying in mm-hmm. and you're like okay that b- breaks the reality. Yeah. You never see like the Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, you never yeah. It's just like a haunting thing. So it was sort of like oh my god, like did this really happen? So like that was me. I was just like with my headphones in listening to something while the movie's playing and be like no. There's not uh, nothing's happening. Uh, Do you remember what you were listening to, Mariah Carey? Mariah Carey, probably, <laughs> probably like the Goo Goo Dolls. Something super contrasting. Something, like, yeah, very something where I was like, I need or... something to calm me down. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, wasn't that scary? Whatever. <laughs> I didn't get that scared by that movie. <laughs> what are you guys funny. wimps? So I don't, I don't remember watching a lot of scary Excuse stuff uh, with my friends. In high school. Just with people you hated. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot. I, like, we didn't watch scary stuff in my household. Like, my mom was not uh-huh. into it. And um, I'm still scared of them now. Ooh, maybe I can alter the question. Is there something you watched as a kid that you were sort of irrationally scared of that when you look back on it now is e. not scary? E.T.? Oh, yeah. E.T. scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was a kid. That Was scene- it because he was an alien or? No, that's. Well, I think it's just like no, not the concept of him being an alien wasn't scary. It's just the the doll itself. Okay. The the what he looks like yeah. is creepy. He like shimmies around really low on the ground and it makes weird noises and it seems to be like glistening and goop all the time. Yeah. Like he's like sweating or he's moist all the time. It's just uh-huh. weird. I'm sorry, people hate that word. 
Um, but what then word? The scene, moist. And then the people the don't scene, like the word moist. <laughs> the scene where he's like hiding from the mom in the sister's bedroom and peeks out of the dolls. Uh huh. And you only see his head peeking out of the dolls. That I like could have shot my pants at yeah. that. And it might have to due to the fact that I had a display of dolls like that in my room <laughs> as a child because my grandma would buy me um, porcelain dolls a lot Ugh. when I was a kid. Yuck. <laughs> porcelain dolls are um, way scarier than E.T. They are. They, they weren't at the time for me. It was like a thing my grandma got me. So it, it didn't. It, right. Why would grandma give me something scary? These aren't scary. Yeah, exactly. Now as an adult, I'm like, Ooh, they're creepy as shit. Yeah. But um, I had like six of them and they're huge. Oh and it's God. not really dolls you can play with because they're so fragile. Right. And I'm like a klutzy person. And they were life size and they came to life <laughs> at night. And they're, they started like blinking their lids yeah. on their own. <laughs> um, And... Yeah, so E.T. for sure scared the shit out of me when yeah. I saw it, and I still refuse. I don't want to watch that movie now. There's, there's an alien movie that came out, I think when I was in elementary school, called Fire in the Sky. Mm-hmm. And I never saw the movie, never saw the preview for it. It was just like, it was the back page of comic books. It was like an advertisement for Fire in the Sky. Mm. And the the shot is just a guy getting abducted by aliens. So mm-hmm. it's like you, a light coming from the sky, and he's being raised up into the air. And that image scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw it, I was just like, no, I like closed the comic book and like <laughs> it, it <laughs> scared me. So scary. A yeah. couple of things like that. So that Vigo, the Carpathian from Ghostbusters two. Oh yeah. He's that creepy as the, f- the poster of that scared the shit out of me. It still kind of creeps me out. So my co-host on gentlemen overlords, Robert and I used to live together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we also used to lived with Max, but this is a story about Robert. <laughs> Robert got a poster of Vigo the Carpathian and was like a thinking, big one too. Yeah. And he thought he was like thinking about putting it on the door of his room. <laughs> and I told him, if you put that up, I know there's a footage or there's a photo from something that scares him. I was like, I promise you, if I ever see this in our house, it can be in your room. That's fine. But if it's in a public space, I'm going to print out the photo that scares you and I'm going to put it up in our house. <laughs> I am petty and I will do this to you. I will move out and I not will, pay the rest yeah. of the rent. Um, so those things, the other thing that really scared me as a kid, I found out about vampires from a preview for Buffy, the vampire slayer, the movie. I'd never heard, you had of, never heard about vampires, before. never heard about vampires before. So I saw a preview for the movie, probably when I was watching TV with my cousins mm-hmm. and I did not know what a vampire was. And they told me, and mm-hmm. I became scared shitless of vampires yeah. for like a year. I thought a vampire was going to break into our house this is also during the time when I was young enough to, I had made up this thing that if I'm asleep, you like, I can't be killed or hurt. So I was just like, oh. I'll just go to sleep at night. And like, so I, I would go to bed like as soon as like, like the moon came out. Oh my gosh. That's the smartest thing to tell your child. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fucked up, it's, but it's also fake. like, be like, if you sleep, nobody can hurt yeah, you. I was convinced for like <laughs> probably way longer than I should have been oh my that gosh. like, if I'm asleep, I can't be hurt. I can't be killed. So what so what if a vampire breaks in they can't fall asleep quick yeah i'm asleep and so like that was how i taught myself how to not be afraid of a vampire 
anymore just to fall asleep was just to fall asleep and be asleep because like vampires can't come out during the day how do you fall asleep while stressed now about maybe mar- being murdered because uh the the satisfaction or like the 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 wave of like oh was like so much i can't be killed when i'm asleep then what am i stressed out about it, just oh, go to sleep no big I would deal like yeah interesting. i was a stupid irrational kid that's i just like had taught stupid i had taught myself it's kid into logic that. It, make, it makes sense for its little bubble of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, when did you first learn about vampires? I don't know, but we were we were watching. I don't remember a particular moment, but we watched uh, Buffy's and Vampire Slayer when I was like eleven or twelve. So yeah. probably then. But also, I think I probably was around the house when my family would watch um, the one with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Interview with a vampire? Yeah. <clears throat> also uh, Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baby Dunst. Look at that. <laughs> she's not a baby. She's like preteen or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. E.T. was the main one that scared me the most as a kid. Although I watched uh, Arachnophobia much too young. I was like five or something. Yeah, that would I be still, scary. I still have a irrational fear of spiders yeah well spiders are scary but uh now my brothers take credit for it well it's their fault that they put me in front thanks john and jeremy (laughs) suck it former guest john you're (laughs) never never guest you're never guest jeremy and john you're never coming back for doing that to liza (laughs) i won't allow it i will i will okay fine i forgive you john (laughs) and jeremy just don't bring spiders just don't bring it yeah don't it's like fine. this is not like a weird pets show so oh don't God. bring your spider on the podcast and i have something to show you here on the podcast oh no. open a box i can't do it no that would be bad i would like legit be my pants and freeze in the corner yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no matter the size no. don't, that's how i know that it's irrational it can be like tiny tiny barely can see it to like a huge tarantula it's the same amount of fear yeah it doesn't matter well don't be Great fearful question. thank you don't be fearful and don't be afraid to subscribe to our patreon at <laughs> patreon.com oh, slash son. good talk studio and bring it on you know and bring it on you know hey you know bring it on and bring it on to our instagram page at throwback to school and our facebook page at throwback to school and the website goodtalkstudio.com and uh yeah you can follow us on all those things and message us and comment and you can review us on all the podcast apps it's that you listen to helpful on. if you do it it's helpful if you do it it's helpful it's extra helpful if you do it on apple podcasts because they're the king of everything Mm-hmm. hey apple Podcasts, who died made you king of anything as sarah Borales once said okay Gotta go. Okay. Bye. See you tomorrow. Maybe. <laughs> Bye.